Hi, welcome back to God of Onions. I am the host and creator of God of Onions as well as the owner of House of Hiral, a brand that sells art and lifestyle products. And today we have with us Hetal Shukla, a well-known interior designer turned artist, also known for his unique contemporary installations. He has exhibited in places such as Kala Goda Art Festival, Institute of Social Science at Hague, Netherlands and has also worked for clients such as Gale India, Google, Red Bull, Aditya Birla, Garware and many more. So I'm going to be adding Hetal Shukla to um, this live guys. Thank you so much for coming back. I see the same crowd who had uh, joined the last time. I'm going to add Hetal right away. Welcome Hetal. Welcome to the God of Onions um, episode 3. And uh, we are honored to have you at our pl platform. And I think I'm going to start asking you questions. And followed by, I would love to ask uh, about the painting which is behind you later and in the end. So my first question for you is that how do you define yourself and your art? So... <clears throat> uh... I belong to the category of artists uh, who call themselves conceptual artists. And uh, the reason being, I think, uh, gone are the days when uh, only um, a particular skill was considered as an art form. I think we are into an era where uh, there's a lot of automization and we've evolved into newer mediums, uh, uh, you know, computing and stuff like that. So uh, the idea or the ideation is actually where the art lies now uh, than the, the skill part of it. True. And so I really believe that uh, the big idea actually becomes the art. And so uh, conceptual art is what I consider myself uh, that I belong to. Lovely. For example, the, the Lal Gari that we were talking about. Uh, yeah. So this car was called Lal and it was exhibited at Kala Goda festival. And uh, this car is completely covered with kumkum. It's not red color. It is kumkum. This was actually inspired by a news item. It's, it's, yeah, it's based on uh, the story behind uh, uh, our um, uh, late prime minister Lal Badur Shastri. When Shastriji was uh, a prime minister, he had bought a car on loan and uh, he had to, uh, so after his death, his wife repaid the entire loan uh, facing hardships, but she uh, kept her husband's word. And uh, that's what this, the, the commitment to her husband's word is what this car is dedicated to. And so it's covered with kumkum, which is kumkum being a symbol of uh, the bond between uh, husband and wife. The husband and the wife. Uh, and also kumkum happens to be red and uh, that connects with uh, Lal Bhattu. So uh, by conceptual art, I mean, you know, there is a kind of a, a, a concept, a story, sort of a storytelling behind the art installation. And that's what is my sort of a favorite uh, style of illustrating an idea. Lovely. So I also have a, a write-up. I also have a write-up on my artwork every time. Yes. Um, 
my commitment is to communicate the idea so clearly that uh, it has a wider range of audience uh an artist an intellectual who wants to appreciate finer parts of uh, the artwork can also engage himself and even uh, uh i mean i also include a roadside vendor who's just passing by and he also can connect to it you know if he pays a little bit of attention Uh, so that's what my uh, effort is always wow wow i think all of us yeah. can connect with your art already so yes that's true and i think i had met you the first time when you had actually showcased the lal gadi itself so yes right i remember <laughs> so my next question where do you draw your inspiration from uh i think inspiration is everywhere but usually uh something which impacts me deeply uh finally becomes the artwork so it's not always that i start with an idea of making an artwork <clears throat> but uh something that sticks to your mind for a longer time a thought that's lingering for many days you know finally becomes an expression uh in the form of artwork i feel those stories are worth telling uh rather than conceptually talking i think i'll give an give an example there's a there's a green colored car yes. there this one was also put up at yeah 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 it's good enough so this particular car is half covered with green grass and the other half is uh the military camouflage <clears throat> now uh the idea behind this car uh, it's called nationalist yes. or naturalist lovely now this the idea behind this car originated in kashmir so i was on a vacation uh and this was summer in kashmir so the the entire landscape was green mm-hmm. and we were kind of moving around kashmir in a cab and i remember this one day I was just admiring the green. There's a there's a particular very soothing and a, a blissful green color that you see uh, the uh, on the the mountains and the lawns there. So I was admiring this green, and uh, uh, suddenly it was the, the 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 feeling, the the divine feeling of the natural green was in. It was suddenly interrupted by uh, a presence of a military van inside of that landscape. and i was it was kind of a jerk that i felt and i continued uh, seeing the landscape again and it so happened that at every 5 uh, minute you either see a, a soldier uh, you know kind of uh, standing or a military van there so this the the camouflage pattern was uh, regularly interrupting the soothing landscape and there was a kind of a flux happening in my mind of uh, you know the 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 military fabric uh, reminds you of the feeling of war and killing and stuff like that so it's kind of it, it's a disturbing sight so it was a kind of a flux between the serene landscape and uh, the disturbing camouflage happening there and that uh, really inspired this piece and so i wrote a poem called green wow. on it uh, so there are two kinds of green showing here one is the natural green that's yeah. the grass 
and the other is uh, the man-made green, which is the military green, and it it questions the idea of war here. Uh, you know. Lovely. So and uh, being a being a nationalist is a good thing, but uh, this actually questions you know should I be a nationalist? Which is uh, if I'm being a nationalist, I'm obviously against some other uh, country as well. So, uh, or I should I be naturalist and consider whole the whole world, world yes. my true, true, true. country? So it's that sort Would of a thought process. Would you like me to process. read the poem? So, uh, yeah, I think that will okay. be great because I don't <laughs> remember it uh, offhand. But yeah, I think that will be great if I you can do that. I think a lot of people Please. are saying lovely and amazing with your concepts with the ambassadors. So I'm going to read the poem uh, for the you know green. Uh, yes. <laughs> so the name of the poem or the name of the artwork is nationalist or naturalist it's a green poem this time this green color makes me think two shades of the same color there is a landscape green and then there is military green one is natural the other is man made one connects us to the serene beauty the other to a war this green color makes me think can we win a war by killing our own species we dream of a world beautiful seamless and lush green but divided with a military should i be a nationalist or a naturalist it surely makes me think so this is what the artwork is that was lovely and fortunately you know the the theme for the entire event of kalagora that particular year was also green and it kind of all fell into the place uh, so with art you know it's not always planned but you see these bits and pieces of miracle happening along the journey of art and that's what makes it exciting you know you think of it in kashmir you come back you write it down you make it into an artwork and you suddenly realize wow. that the theme that year is green and you know it kind of all falls in place i think the same frequencies so, yeah. connect always yes, yes i agree so i think i'll start with my third question uh your sure. artwork is unique as the one which we saw in the previous uh, you know um the lush green the nationalist and naturalist how execute these right. ideas i think you have almost answered it but do you have some more where how you execute them so uh, for me uh, it's not always a spontaneous uh, sort of a spontaneous effort like you have a blank canvas and you start yes. on it it's not always that it does happen but it happens in the canvas of my mind first Lovely. and uh, then it is executed so uh, you know all the um, sort of uh, inhibitions and uh, uh, the confidence and all those complex emotions actually happen in the mind first about an idea true uh, and i think uh, the canvas of mind is a very very uh, delicate space because uh, while you are thinking of something and someone just uh, calls for your attention and the entire castle of thought can break there and then you can't even find uh, the brick that you were working true. on so <clears throat> uh, you know so i would say this the process is quite uh, complex uh, but it's very exciting because uh, 
uh, as you see i always write down uh, uh explaining my artwork so i also look for the right words to hit the right note but my artwork always starts with a feeling and uh, so if i'm excited about an idea or a feeling then i have to go uh, deeper into that feeling and try and uh, sort of uh, deconstruct that uh, uh, feeling or the emotion uh, to see where the spark of inspiration lies and being an artist i think it's a responsibility of the artist to uh, give it in a pure form the inspiration that that has excited you to give it in the pure form to the world and that's where the the work wow. lies you know so it's a very um yeah so it's a very um uh, delicate work and a um, lot of uh, back and forth of words thoughts and uh, coming together of the idea and after that is done it comes in the physical form in my case it could be an ambassador car or any other medium that uh, suits the uh, whole idea so i would like to show one artwork uh, it's called the sky yes. project uh, just as an example uh, in fact i was trying to yeah, if you can blow it up uh, and show you know the which one which part of it and there's also my energy from here yeah. the start the top the top part where you no no the, on the left side. yeah Yes. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so this is uh, this is an installation in a gallery. The picture is quite old. It was uh, this installation was done in two thousand five, I think. Yeah, two thousand five, and uh, it's uh, it's a long pipe placed in a gallery, and the figure that you see is uh, me standing uh, close to the pipe, looking into the pipe. So. this project this right, yeah. uh, installation was called uh, yes this was called the sky project and uh, the the idea behind this started uh, with um, so we live we live on the first floor i i stay in a very old uh, more than probably 120 year old building and in 2005 till 2005 i remember i would get the sunlight directly in my balcony and then for some project i went to um, delhi probably for two or three months and when i returned i saw there was a huge building standing right in front of my uh, old you know one story kind of a uh, old building and this was like a gigantic structure blocking the entire uh, sun sky and uh, i mean i was just shocked to see this gigantic structure right in front of my house uh i didn't like it and uh, the, again the feeling kept uh, lingering in my mind and it became an art installation so this exhibition was put up at a gallery in pune uh, it was called the veshvik art gallery and so what i have here is uh, it's a 75 feet long pipe it's almost a 1 foot diameter pipe that is placed inside a gallery so basically the experience was like you walk into the gallery there was smoke at the foot level from the smoke machine you go inside you find this pipe staring at you you look into the pipe and you see the sky so the 75 feet long pipe was actually uh, you know traveling up till the terrace of the gallery and this pipe had mirrors in uh, 
on the joints almost like a periscope so these mirrors actually reflected the live sky from the uh, terrace and it was bringing the sky down so the whole idea was uh, just like a futuristic thought that there will be a time when you uh, the won't be able to see the sky and uh, this is kind of a device to actually get a glimpse of sky live sky so it's kind of a satirical uh, take on this whole thing of uh, uh, you know development of the cities uh, so it's kind of a reaction yeah wow so just wanted to share this idea lovely lovely that's an amazing concept i really i mean it's beautiful it's it's very uh, you know that's something which also create awareness among amongst us as well and i think your artwork instigates a certain emotions in us while you also write them so i think that's beautifully uh, the message conveyed yes so uh, my next question uh, to you is do you um, often stay away from your original ideas and create a different outcome or stick to a plan uh it works both ways uh, but since i said i work with a concept uh, there is definitely some uh, spark of inspiration that has actually uh, that has actually uh, given you the energy to start off in first place true yeah that idea basically remains the same uh you just go deep down into that spark of inspiration and understand it because as much as you are excited about it you also want to share it with the world and to share it with the world again is a responsible thing you need to get it into the words the words have to fit in right for you to communicate or even the object or the artwork has to uh, strike the right note in the viewer's mind true you know i'm really i'm really inspired by jeff koons actually So Jeff Koons was once asked, "Why do you do so much of detailing in your work when you know the the the, the sculpture is so big and no one is going to go on top of the sculpture and check it out?" He says, "I really respect the viewer." He says, "It's in the respect of the viewer that I work so much," and that's exactly what I believe in my work as well. That an idea has to be, uh, you know, communicated in a way that he. the the viewer also gets the same spark of inspiration that has actually ignited me so wow. uh that's how it goes amazing amazing that's truly amazing wow so i think uh, i'll go to my next question how do you convey emotions through your art so uh when we talk about emotions i i i would say i kind of rely on uh, the indian aesthetic um theory of navrasas so there are nine different emotions navrasas defined already in our culture yes so these uh, navrasas basically are a kind of a clear pathway for you to define <clears throat> this theory of navrasas helps you define the uh 
the emotion behind an art form yes and so in the beginning itself uh you know i know the kind of note that i want to hit in the the viewer's mind you know someone who's who's going to experience that art form uh and uh, so the emotion connected with uh the art form is already defined so it could be something uh, triggering sadness or you know uh, happiness or it's an inspirational thing or so you define that in the beginning itself and that can become the uh the the thread or the guideline to actually complete the artwork because uh, it's a very messy sort of a um it's a messy mm, it's a messy mind True. that True. works on this idea the right there's so yes. many so many things going yeah. on so defining defining the emotion right in the beginning helps you to put the right things in right place right words and uh you know to create the right emotion and you know what you want to let go of because ideas come with lot of thoughts so you can let go of some of the thoughts and stick to that to make it crisp and i think that's how the emotion can be uh, defined and then finally uh, you know it's exhibited in the art lovely i think that's beautifully said and i think that's something which i never knew of us and a lot of us would have not known of and i think we've learned a lot from that itself very interesting okay. yes so my next question is uh, how did you develop your art uh there was no planned way so uh i passed out from the school of interior design yes and uh, this was in yeah and this was in uh, 1996 so more than 20 i think almost 25 years wow. plus i'm very sensitive to the spaces studying interior design and i was leaning more towards the art so i decided uh, uh, working on uh, you know art for specific interior spaces um site specific art as you might call it uh so kept doing that and then um so like i said i'm i'm a blend of uh you know like a pure art as an expression and as well as uh, um um there's a there's a commercial angle to my work as well so i work with uh you know companies like google and uh, you know a lot of these are the Uh, corporate company uh, because i believe uh, uh, you know if you, your your thought process can start yeah so i uh uh-huh. if you have the yes, image yes i have the image it, so this is something which uh, you have created for google yeah so that's a google image yeah and the second image that you see yeah it's actually a world map i'm so sorry that i did for google earth yeah. and map Wait, let me try. So that was done for uh, Google Earth and Maps. Is this more visible? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So I'll make it clear, explaining it. So this was done for Google Earth and Maps, and here the. Uh, so this was the first office of Google Earth and Maps in India. Oh wow! And here the idea was marrying. Yeah, the idea was to marry two different thoughts. One is the, the Earth and the map and the the technology that Google. had got in 
so uh, i've also used material and the medium that talks for itself so, for example i've used uh, the motherboards to create the world map so mother a collection of motherboards yeah the cluster of motherboards actually looks like an aerial view of a city if you look at it closely and uh, it, it is finally forming a map so it was basically marrying these two ideas of technology as well as earth and maps uh, in fact at google we also went on to name each wall this is one of them so this particular wall was named as uh, mother earth meets motherboard interesting so it's kind of a sort of a conceptual story lovely coming together lovely yeah and you have worked for many other companies as well so you have also worked you've done burj khalifa for uh, one of the companies would you uh, for arcades right i'm sorry about the pronunciation no. i hope it's right arcades i'm so sorry <laughs> so um, no that's fine yeah so i would love to show that artwork while you describe the philosophy of it yeah show them the the reception yes. first the other one so <clears throat> this uh, is a company called uh, arcades and uh, i had worked in collaboration with team one architects on this project arcades happens to be one of the the biggest structural engineering companies of the world and they have worked on iconic structures like burj khalifa and here the idea was to uh, exhibit that flaunt the tallest structure on the planet that they have designed in the reception area so uh, again there was a lot of brainstorming happening and i remember you know this one afternoon i was sitting with the uh, the project manager there and they are all engineers so he was sitting on a table and uh, he was just doodling around with a pencil it was of course this sort of an orange colored pencil and uh, that's where this whole idea came from so uh, pencil is where pencil sketch is where the entire idea starts from so pencil is taken as a a kind of a base of the idea and what you see on the tip of the installation is actually a uh to the scale 3d printed burj khalifa oh lovely so the tip of the pencil yeah and actually on site how it happens is the the pencil comes down from the ceiling and on the base there is a mirror so when you are approaching that pencil you know it looks like a ha huh, it looks like a interesting piece when you are approaching the pencil uh the inverted burj khalifa reflection actually starts emerging in the mirror with the clouds around so yeah you play around with these ideas again you know conceptually wow that's that's very yeah. interesting that's really lovely and you know conceptualizing the whole thing in the pencil i think that's quite interesting wow that's something which not everyone can think of so yes and uh, you had also worked for uh, you know uh, you had worked on the theme of uh, gandhi ji where you know you had come up with a right. series of it so i would love to know more about it so 
this exhibition was called uncamouflage and uh, yeah so that's one of the canvases it is yeah. a collection of 150 canvases and uh, so These that's are the collections, yeah. that's actually exhibited at yes so this is exhibited at mani bhavan right now lovely and it's still there after the lockdown yes wow 150 uh, artworks so again here the idea started uh, with uh, me noticing that a uh, lot of youngsters are uh, wearing camouflage patterns yes either in the on their t-shirts or uh, you know pants or uh, even the bags yes shoes and this i started questioning uh this uh, choice because i found that uh, even internationally um the fashion houses are also accepting camouflage almost like the black color like i mean with a slogan that camouflage is the new black sort yes. of a thing so you know you can easily use it and it blends with almost everything yes. sort of a thing and i was questioning this idea that how come you know uh be it a village or a metropolitan city like mumbai uh, the youth is wearing camouflage everywhere and uh, camouflage for me represents violence it's like a an expression of official violence okay. because it talks about war military and uh, so somehow you know when you are wearing so much camouflage uh, it somehow says that violence is in fashion you know in a in a subtle way okay uh so this particular exhibition was uh, uh designed it it started with this thought so it had it has 150 ca- uh, camouflage patterns wow which represent 150 countries so every country has its own camouflage pattern interesting uh and uh, so every canvas has a background which is a camouflage pattern of that particular country and that is overlapped with uh, an image of gandhi ji so basically official symbol of violence is overlapped with an official symbol of non violence or peace interesting that is gandhi interesting and uh, yeah so this was supposed to be a traveling exhibition a uh, couple of con- uh, country starting from germany lovely but because of the lockdown it will probably happen in the future i It's think now, it started uh, at money first wave I remember yes. I was yes. following your uh, camouflage um, series uh, while you were posting them on Instagram and I think the first wave started immediately after that so I remember I remember that and I'm sure I'm going to be posting the pictures on Instagram and I'll surely be editing this video where I'll be getting better pictures posted while cutting it short while you're talking about sure. it yeah so mm-hmm. yes and the reason i've kept this as a live the reason being if anybody later on would want to ask any questions they can ask later on so yes sure sure so um i think uh, we have done uh, with the questions which i needed to ask you so i wanted to ask you do you have any advice for young artists and calligraphers i've never been a calligrapher yes. even though i've taken up some classes uh so i think uh, calligraphers like uh, uh you know achut palav achut palav yes and, uh, yes santosh shirsagar i think these two calligraphers 
have taken classes oh, with uh, uh, Achyuta. Oh, yes, yes. I think the last so, time when I had interviewed Bombay Lettering Company, Sanjana Chetlani, she said she had learned Devnagari from Achyut Palav itself. I think I should really uh, get in touch with uh, Miss Achyut Palav for an interview next. <laughs> yes. I think you should do that. Yeah. And also. <laughs> but about. Yes. No, so um, I think these days advice is a difficult thing to give because uh, youth today probably knows what they are up to <laughs> and what they want to do, and I don't. Yeah, I don't think they want to replicate the kind of life I have lived because I've lived in a particular era, and uh, you know the technology is gone somewhere else. The the ideals, the values have uh, also kind of uh, shifted. <clears throat> so. i don't think it's the time to really uh, kind of give advice unless someone is really coming for advices but, but uh, i yeah. i think why not i think a lot of youth a lot of people uh, you know from younger generations they have come come to kala goda festival they've seen the exhibition and you know uh, with the artworks and installations which you create it is quite uh, inspiring i think the google um, installation which you have created having motherboard along with it i'm sure not many even though uh, not many people would be able to think about it you know so it's it's very different the conceptualizations are very different though even though it's a digital age i'm sure that something which you can see and something which you can touch is something which is very inspiring so i'm sure that True. yes a lot of youth do do really admire you yes also would you <laughs> also would you have something which uh, you can speak about the kumkum on paper you had created something which had kumkum on paper something like this which yes. you have created yeah so this is this is in fact my first series of artwork before this i had dabbled with uh, different ideas but never worked on a series but this was the first powerful series i think i have done lovely and this was uh, probably 15 years back 15 or 20 years back i think and the idea behind this uh came from the thought i belong to a design school and being from a design school you are influenced by the western uh design culture true and you also learn about the western designers when you're studying yes. so you don't really have a reference point being an indian you don't have a reference point of indian design as such uh, and uh, you know uh when i went to london i was looked upon as an indian art or indian designer yes and they wanted to know what i can bring on table as an indian and that was a big question mark that i faced because uh, i think it was an embarrassing thing to talk about the western artists and designers in front of the westerners you know it's almost like uh, talking about a pizza or a pasta to an italian you can't talk about it <laughs> to them and so when i came back i was searching uh, and i thought you know i have to just look around my environment to come up with something interesting which is uh, indian 
Yeah. And uh, so I remember clearly one day there was a puja happening, mm-hmm. and the pandit ji poured water on a plate of kumkum. The moment he poured water, the the kumkum went dark red, and there was a particular aroma that it gave out. And this experience kind of, you know, left a deep impact on my mind. And I felt that kumkum was a, so being a Brahmin, and we also stay inside of the compound of a temple. Yeah. So very much connected with these rituals uh, uh, of the temples, and so kumkum I felt was kind of uh, deeply uh, responding to, uh, you know, at, at a very um, uh, much more deeper level that I can explain, but it was definitely doing something to me. and that's why i said uh, let me experiment so this was a series that i've done uh, with kumkum and there is no brush used Lovely. it's just done with hands and different patterns which uh, somehow emerge as uh, you know with a spiritual sort of a Con- context Lovely. so these are these are probably the closest uh, you know uh, i've been to calligraphy i can say but there is there is no cut nail wow. or anything it's basically hand used as the the brush basically and i had been, in fact much larger pieces starting from the fingertip to the hand to the the entire arm and then wow uh, the the entire body also i've used yeah wow wow so that's quite amazing uh, your artworks instigate a certain emotions okay so uh, i can tell you that whenever you're speaking about your artwork is actually instigating an emotion within me as well and i'm sure it's instigating certain emotions with the viewers here so right now uh, we have only 7 minutes left since we started uh, it's going to be 1 hour at 6:30 so i would like to ask if the audience has any questions for you i'll be happy to answer yes I'm sure a lot of them are going to come up with questions, so we will wait. I think uh, the video and uh, it's not going parallel with the connection. So okay, our first question. Oh God, there are a lot of questions. One second, suddenly, how important is it to be conventional as well as use of technology in art? Sorry, can you repeat the question? For so me? the first it's question. It's vertical. And so sorry, I think I'm going to read it from here. No, that's okay. That's okay. The video is playing yeah. on live on my phone as well. Um. how important is it to be conventional as well as use of technology in art the best thing about art is it's it's a uh, it's a pursuit towards freedom unlike other professions uh, you are actually looking out for a kind of a freedom of expression so nothing is important i would say in art yes yeah unless you make it so uh, and that's the freedom that you enjoy being an artist which uh, other professions don't allow so that's a privilege of uh, the artist 
of uh, you know um working with freedom lovely having said that i think with with the technology that has come in uh i think technology has always been welcome uh, by artists it is probably uh, the viewers that don't accept because uh, you know i i all i a lot of times i talk about uh, the art ancient art and the, the the carvings on the temple and uh, you know detailed carvings that you would find and no one does it now and there's a reason because you know no one does it because it's uh it doesn't excite anyone anymore it's done to death now there has been, there have been so many temples you know carved out and a uh, lot of times the viewer appreciate the labor put behind that work but as i said we we have left that age behind where the skill or the sweat or the labor which is put in is considered an art form i think art is much more subtle and much more finer than just the number of hours or the labor or the skill that you put in uh, carving a stone um so uh so i think we should uh, welcome the technology but at the same time the art shouldn't start Start and end with the technology itself. If it becomes that, then uh, uh, if the it, if it's not backed by an idea, then it becomes just sort of a uh, craft. I would, not even a craft. I would say it's 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 basically a a design element. True. So there is a difference between art and design, and so it becomes a design element basically. so in using technology that's the only uh, sort of a red light that if it's becoming only a design element then uh, that's a red light true well but otherwise said. i think uh, it has to be lovely well said well said that's amazing our next question is how did you develop from interior designer to an artist so to be honest i have never practiced uh, as a full fledged interior designer because early on i realized uh, that uh, i have uh, uh, much more uh, uh, i i lean more towards the art side and i have much more uh, finer sort of uh, uh, finer things to offer to the design world um so i could i could make out that you know i have a little different thought process which of course i can collaborate so i i used to collaborate with a lot of designers because i understand their world and my my solutions or Lovely. my artwork comes out from understanding where they are what they are up to so it kind of resonates with uh, you know their ideas as well interesting and i kind of found that as my niche because i understood the uh the interior designers or an architects world very well so my father is, uh, is an architect uh i studied interior design and then uh, you know I'm, i'm an artist by heart i understand branding so i thought i was the best person to get it all together and uh, you know address 
this kind of a gap that i saw lovely lovely so someone has asked what is coming up next amongst your series what's the next artwork which you are preparing uh there's a series of coins right now okay uh, the exhibition is called iconic interesting so it's not iconic it's iconic <laughs> and uh, these are yeah these are basically illustrated in similar style and these are coins um uh, from my childhood so right from one paise coin to uh, the current uh, 10 rupee coin these are all coins illustrated in this kind of a fashion it's also a kind of documentation uh of these older coins because uh, i have felt them with my hands and uh, i think they are no more into circulation so you just see the images of these coins now interesting five paise coins and all so it's basically based on that and the memories associated with those coins lovely so that's one uh series i'm working okay so we In have fact, it's gone to one. the to yeah. bitcoins also now interesting yeah so that older coins uh are probably going to end with a series of uh, cryptocurrencies lovely and these are also coins but they don't exist in the real world which is again a different fascinating thing about these coins lovely. so bitcoins and uh, lit coins and other coins also that's really very interesting i think we are running out of time so i'll take the last question uh why art on ambassador even i am intrigued why art on ambassador uh two reasons one is uh, uh i had bought an ambassador i couldn't drive so i said better make it into <laughs> an art form for the kalagoda festival that was approaching so it was like a spontaneous decision i took in a day interesting and uh, i continue i've continued the series because uh, uh your voice it, it was experiment in consistency of using one particular medium so i've used ambassador as my medium to yes. sort of tell that story consistently so at kala ghoda festivals you know i said the ambassador is uh, a medium that i use for years and let's see how long the series continues lovely lovely so i think and i love the ambassador car i'm sure we all love to <laughs> it's so, an iconic car <laughs> if you get the pun right here yes from your series to your ambassador <laughs> yes and um, okay which is okay i'm going to take one last question i think we have 5 minutes more which is your favorite art out of all the work that you've done so ambassador car series is uh i think lal probably oh that's mine too because lal has become so you. popular and <laughs> yes Lal has been my favorite, but then when you're working on newer series, you know that's what excites you more, yeah. and you want to always, uh, you know, keep uh, doing better. True, 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 true. So working on a couple of new ideas also. Amazing, amazing. The next one. That's amazing, Hetal. I really wish I had you for more time, but we have only five minutes left for this interview. so i'll have to immediately conclude this interview sooner but um, your interviews instigated a lot of emotions in me and i'm sure it's instigated a lot of emotions with the audience where you know a lot of them have engaged and have been very curious about your work i have always been curious about your work years together when 
I remember that I had come down to Kalagoda festival especially to see your ambassador the gadi with coins which a lot of people were raving about you know and that was quite exciting because that time the concept was very new and still your concepts are new every time you create every year the concepts are always new so you've made a niche for yourself so um all right so i'm going to conclude now before this video goes off so thank you so much hetal for being a part of my platform it has been an honor having you on my platform and um, guys i would really uh, if you all would like to see this interview i would request you all to follow god of onions on youtube as well as uh, my spotify channel which is god of onions to see this interview i'm sure this interview has beautifully gone which has instigated a lot of emotions in us and inspired us about art and our next interview is going to be with workshop.inc which is based out of bangalore where they have a workspace for artists where you know you can actually create your own artworks and this is one of the first concepts in india so stay tuned guys for my next interview and um, i hope uh, you all enjoyed this interview and thank you so much guys to be a part of this interview on your busy day and busy schedule thank you so much hetal thank you so much everyone Hi, welcome back to the God of Onions. I am the host and creator of God of Onions, as well as the owner of House of Hiral, a brand that sells art and lifestyle products. In the previous episode, we had explored the journey of Sanjana Chetlani, also known as the founder of uh, Bombay Lettering Company. Sanjana is a well-known calligrapher, lettering artist, designer, and entrepreneur. To check the interview, y'all can head over to my Spotify channel called as God of Onions. So, God of Onions is something which I've started in the month of April. It's very fresh, very new, and I had started with interviewing Paul Antonio, where he's a well-renowned calligrapher based out of London, where he writes for the Queen of England himself. And today we have with us Hetal Shukla, a well-known interior designer turned artist, also known for his unique contemporary installations. He has exhibited in places such as Kala Goda Art Festival, Institute of Social Science at Hague, Netherlands, and has also worked for clients such as Gale India, Google, Red Bull, Aditya Birla, Garware, and many more. So I'm going to be adding Hetal Shukla to um, this live, guys. Thank you so much for coming back. I see the same crowd who had uh, joined the last time. I'm going to add Hetal right away. Welcome, Hetal. Welcome to the God of Onions um, episode three, and uh, we are honored to have you at our pl platform. And I think I'm going to start asking you questions, and followed by I would love to ask uh, about the painting which is behind you later and the end. So my first question for you is that how do you define yourself and your art? So, <clears throat> uh, I belong to the category of artists uh, who call themselves conceptual artists, and uh, the reason being, I think, uh, gone are the days when uh, only um, a particular skill was considered as an art form. I think we are into an era where. uh there's a lot of automation and we've evolved into newer mediums uh, uh 
you know computing and stuff like that so uh, the idea or the ideation is actually where the art lies now uh, than the the skill part of it true and so i really believe that uh, the big idea actually becomes the art and so uh, conceptual art is what i consider myself uh, that i belong to lovely for example the the lal gadi that we were talking about uh yeah so this car was called lal and it was exhibited at kalagoda festival and uh, this car is completely covered with kumkum it's not red color it is kumkum this was actually inspired by a news item it's it's yeah it's based on uh, the story behind uh, uh, our um, uh, late prime minister lal bahadur shastri when shastri ji was uh, a prime minister he had bought a car on loan and uh, he had to uh, so after his death his wife repaid the entire loan uh, facing hardships but she uh, kept her husband's word and uh, that's what this the, the commitment to her husband's word is what this car is dedicated to and so it's covered with kumkum which is kumkum being a symbol of uh, the bond between uh, husband and wife the husband and the wife Lovely. uh and also kumkum happens to be red and uh, that connects with uh, lal bahadur so uh, by conceptual art i mean you know there is a kind of a, a a concept a story sort of a storytelling behind the art installation and that's what is my sort of a favorite uh, style of illustrating an idea lovely so i also have a, a write up i also have a write up on my artwork every time yes um my commitment is to communicate the idea so clearly that uh, it has a wider range of audience uh an artist an intellectual who wants to appreciate finer parts of uh, the artwork can also engage himself and even uh, uh, i mean i also include a roadside vendor who's just passing by and he also can connect to it you know if he pays a little bit of attention Uh, so that's what my uh, effort is always wow wow i think all of us yeah. can connect with your art already so yes that's true and i think i had met you the first time when you had actually showcased the lal gadi itself so yes right i remember yeah. <laughs> so my next question where do you draw your inspiration from uh i think inspiration is everywhere but usually uh something which impacts me deeply uh finally becomes the artwork so it's not always that i start with an idea of making an artwork <clears throat> but uh something that sticks to your mind for a longer time a thought that's lingering for many days you know finally becomes an expression uh in the form of artwork i feel those stories are worth telling uh rather than conceptually talking i think i'll give an give an example there's a there's a green colored car yes. there this was was also put up at yeah 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 it's good enough so this particular car is half covered with green grass and the other half is uh the military camouflage <clears throat> now 
the idea behind this car uh, it's called nationalist yeah. or naturalist lovely now this the idea behind this car originated in kashmir so i was on a vacation uh, and this was summer in kashmir so the the entire landscape was green and we were kind of moving around kashmir in a cab and i remember this one day i was just admiring the green there's a there's a particular very soothing and a, a blissful green color that you see uh, the uh, on the the mountains and the lawns there so i was admiring this green and uh, uh, suddenly it was the the the, the feeling the, the divine feeling of the natural green was in, it was suddenly interrupted by uh, a presence of a military van inside of that landscape and i was it was kind of a jerk that i felt and i continued uh, seeing the landscape again and it so happened that at every 5 uh, minute you either see a, a soldier uh, you know kind of uh, standing or a military van there so this the the camouflage pattern was uh, regularly interrupting the soothing landscape and there was a kind of a flux happening in my mind of uh, you know the 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 military fabric uh, reminds you of the feeling of war and killing and stuff like that so it's kind of it, it's a disturbing sight so it was a kind of a flux between the serene landscape and uh, the disturbing camouflage happening there and that uh, really inspired this piece and so i wrote a poem called green wow. on it uh, so there are two kinds of green showing here one is the natural green that's yeah. the grass and the other is uh, the man made green which is the military green and it it questions the idea of war here uh, you know lovely so and uh, being a being a nationalist is a good thing but uh, this actually questions you know should i be a nationalist which is uh, if i'm being a nationalist i'm obviously against some other uh, country as well so uh, or i should i be nationalist and consider whole the whole world, world yes. my true 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 country so it's that sort Would of a thought like me to read process. the poem so uh, yeah i think that will okay. be great because i don't <laughs> remember it uh, or fan but yeah i think that'll be great if you can do that i think a lot of people Please. are saying lovely and amazing with your concepts with the ambassadors so i'm going to read the poem uh, for the you know green uh, yes so uh, the name of the poem or the name of the artwork is nationalist or naturalist it's a green poem this time this green color makes me think two shades of the same color there is a landscape green and then there is military green one is natural the other is man made one connects us to the serene beauty the other to a war this green color makes me think can we win a war by killing our own species we dream of a world beautiful seamless and lush green but divide it with a military should i be a nationalist or a naturalist and surely makes me think so this is what the artwork is that was lovely and fortunately you know the the theme for 
the entire event of kalagoda that particular year was also green and it kind of all fell into the place uh, so with art you know it's not always planned but you see these bits and pieces of miracle happening along the journey of art and that's what makes it exciting you know you think of it in kashmir you come back you write it down you make it into an artwork and you suddenly realize wow. that the theme that year is green and you know it kind of all falls in place i think the same thing so, yeah. these connect always yes, yes i agree so i think i'll start with my third question um your sure. artwork is unique as the one which we saw in the previous uh, you know um the lush green the nationalist and naturalist how execute these right. ideas i think you have almost answered it but do you have some more where how you execute them <clears throat> so um uh, for me uh it's not always a spontaneous uh sort of a spontaneous effort like you have a blank canvas and you start yes. on it it's not always that it does happen but it happens in the canvas of my mind first Lovely. and uh, then it is executed so uh, you know all the um, sort of uh, inhibitions and uh, uh, the confidence and all those complex emotions actually happen in the mind first about an idea true uh, and i think uh, the canvas of mind is a very very a delicate space because uh, while you are thinking of something and someone just uh, calls for your attention and the entire castle of thought can break there and then you can't even find uh, the brick that you were working on so <clears throat> uh you know so i would say this the process is quite uh, complex uh, but it's very exciting because uh, uh, as you see i always write down uh Uh, explaining my artwork so i also look for the right words to hit the right note but my artwork always starts with a feeling and uh, so if i'm excited about an idea or a feeling then i have to go uh, deeper into that feeling and try and uh, sort of uh, deconstruct that uh, uh, feeling or the emotion uh, to see where the spark of inspiration lies and being an artist i think it's a responsibility of the artist to uh give it in a pure form the inspiration that that has excited you to give it in the pure form to the world and that's where the the work wow. lies you know so it's a very um yeah so it's a very um uh, delicate work and um a lot of uh, back and forth of words thoughts and uh, coming together of the idea and after that is done it comes in the physical form in my case it could be an ambassador car or any other medium that uh, suits the uh, whole idea so i would like to show one artwork uh, it's called the sky yes. project uh, just as an example uh, in fact i was trying to yeah, if you can blow it up uh, and show you know the which one which part of it and there's also my image from here yeah. the start the top the top part where you no 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 on the left this side. yeah yes yeah yes <clears throat> so this is uh, this is an installation in a gallery the picture is quite old it was uh, this installation was done in 2005 i think yeah 2005 and uh, it's uh, it's a long pipe 
placed in a gallery and the figure that you see is uh, me standing uh, close to the pipe looking into the pipe so this project this uh, installation was called uh, yes this was called the sky project and uh, the the idea behind this started uh, with um, so we live we live on the first floor i i stay in a very old uh, more than probably 120 year old building and in 2005 till 2005 i remember i would get the sunlight directly in my balcony and then for some project i went to um, delhi probably for two or three months and when i returned i saw there was a huge building standing right in front of my uh, old you know one story kind of a uh, old building and this was like a gigantic structure blocking the entire uh, sun sky and uh, i mean i was just shocked to see this gigantic structure right in front of my house uh i didn't like it and uh, the, again the feeling kept uh, lingering in my mind and it became an art installation so this exhibition was put up at a gallery in pune uh, it was called the veshvik art gallery and so what i have here is uh, it's a 75 feet long pipe it's almost a 1 foot diameter pipe that is placed inside a gallery so basically the experience was like you walk into the gallery there was smoke at the foot level from the smoke machine you go inside you find this pipe staring at you you look into the pipe and you see the sky so the 75 feet long pipe was actually uh, you know traveling up till the terrace of the gallery and this pipe had mirrors in uh, on the joints almost like a periscope so these mirrors actually reflected the live sky from the uh, terrace and it was bringing the sky down so the whole idea was uh, just like a futuristic thought that there will be a time when you uh, the won't be able to see the sky and uh, this is kind of a device to actually get a glimpse of sky live sky so it's kind of a satirical uh, take on this whole thing of uh, uh, you know development of the cities uh so it's kind of a reaction yeah wow so just wanted to share this idea lovely lovely that's an amazing concept i really i mean it's beautiful it's it's very uh, you know that's something which also create awareness among amongst us as well and i think your artwork instigates a certain emotions in us while you also write them so i think that's beautifully uh, the message conveyed yes so uh, my next question uh, to you is do you um, often stay away from your original ideas and create a different outcome or stick to a plan uh it works both ways uh, but since i said i work with a concept uh, there is definitely some uh, spark of inspiration that has actually uh that is actually uh given you the energy to start off in first place true yeah that idea basically remains the same uh you just go deep down into that spark of inspiration and understand it 
because as much as you are excited about it you also want to share it with the world and to share it with the world again is a responsible thing you need to get it into the words the words have to fit in right for you to communicate or even the object or the artwork has to uh, strike the right note in the viewer's mind true you know i'm really i'm really inspired by jeff koons actually so jeff koons was once asked why do you do so much of detailing in your work where you know the 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 sculpture is so big and no one is going to go on top of the sculpture and check it out he says i really respect the viewer he says it's in the respect of the viewer that i work so much and that's exactly what i believe in my work as well that an idea has to be uh, you know communicated in a way that he the, the viewer also gets the same spark of inspiration that has actually ignited me so uh that's how it goes amazing amazing that's truly amazing wow so i think uh, i'll go to my next question how do you convey emotions through your art so uh when we talk about emotions i i i would say i kind of rely on uh, the indian aesthetic um theory of navrasas so there are nine different emotions navrasas defined already in our culture yes so these uh, navrasas basically are a kind of a clear pathway for you to define <clears throat> this theory of navrasas helps you define the uh the emotion behind an art form yes and so in the beginning itself uh you know i know the kind of note that i want to hit in the the viewer's mind you know someone who's who's going to experience that art form uh and uh, so the emotion connected with uh the art form is already defined so it could be something uh, triggering sadness or you know uh, happiness or it's an inspirational thing or so you define that in the beginning itself and that can become the uh the the thread or the guideline to actually complete the artwork because uh, it's a very messy sort of a um it's a messy um, it's a messy mind true, that true. works on this idea the right? there's so many yes. so many things going yes. on so defining defining the emotion right in the beginning helps you to put the right things in right place right words and uh, you know to create the right emotion and you know what you want to let go of because ideas come with lot of thoughts so you can let go of some of the thoughts and stick to that to make it crisp and i think that's how the emotion can be uh, defined and then finally uh, you know it's exhibited in the art lovely i think that's beautifully said and i think that's something which i never knew of us and a lot of us would have not known of and i think we've learned a lot from that itself very interesting okay. yes so my next question is uh, how did you develop your art uh 
there was no planned way so uh, i passed out from the school of interior design yes and uh, this was in yeah and this was in uh, 1996 so more than 20 i think almost 25 years plus wow. i'm very sensitive to the spaces studying interior design and i was leaning more towards the art so i decided uh, uh, working on uh, you know art for specific interior spaces um site specific art as you might call it uh so kept doing that and then um so like i said i'm i'm a blend of uh you know like a pure art as an expression and as well as uh, uh, uh there's a there's a commercial angle to my work as yeah. well so i work with uh you know companies like google and uh, you know a lot of these are the uh, corporate companies Lovely. uh because i believe uh, you know if you, your your thought process can start yeah so i aha uh-huh. if you have the yes, image yes i have the image it, so this is something which uh, you have created for google yeah so that's a google image yeah and the second image that you see yeah it's actually a world map i'm so sorry that i did for google earth yeah. and maps wait let me try so that was done for uh, google earth and maps is this more visible yeah yeah it is it is yeah. so i'll make it clear explaining it so this was done for google earth and maps and here the uh so this was the first office of google earth and maps in india oh wow and here the idea was marrying yeah the idea was to marry two different thoughts one is the the earth and the map and the the technology that google had got in so uh, i've also used material and the medium that talks for itself So for example i've used uh, the motherboards to create the world map so mother a collection of motherboards yeah the cluster of motherboards actually looks like an aerial view of a city if you look at it closely and uh, it, it is finally forming a map so it was basically marrying these two ideas of technology as well as earth and maps uh, in fact at google we also went on to name each wall this is one of them So this particular wall was named as uh, Mother Earth meets Motherboard. Interesting. So it's kind of a sort of a conceptual story Lovely. coming together. Lovely. Yeah. And you have worked for many other companies as well. So you have also worked. You've done Burj Khalifa for uh, one of the companies. Would you uh, for Arcadis, right? I'm sorry about the pronunciation. Yeah. I hope it's right. Sakaris. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so. Um, no, that's fine. Yeah. So I would love to show that artwork while you describe the philosophy of it. Yeah. Show them the the reception yes. first. The other one. So. <clears throat> this uh, is a company called uh, Arcadis, and uh, I had worked in collaboration with Team One Architects on this project. Arcadis happens to be. one of the the biggest structural engineering companies of the world and they have worked on iconic structures like burj khalifa and here the idea was to uh, exhibit that flaunt the tallest structure on the planet that they have designed 
in the reception area so uh again there was a lot of brainstorming happening and i remember you know this one afternoon i was sitting with the uh the project manager there and they are all engineers so he was sitting on a table and uh, he was just doodling around with a pencil it was of course this sort of an orange colored pencil and uh, that's where this whole idea came from so uh, pencil is where pencil sketch is where the entire idea starts from so pencil is taken as a a kind of a base of the idea and what you see on the tip of the installation is actually a uh to the scale 3d printed burj khalifa oh lovely so the tip of the pencil yeah and actually on site how it happens is the the pencil comes down from the ceiling and on the base there is a mirror so when you are approaching that pencil you know it looks like a ha huh, it looks like a interesting piece when you are approaching the pencil uh the inverted burj khalifa reflection actually starts emerging in the mirror with the clouds around so yeah you play around with these ideas again you know conceptually wow that's you go with the company, that's very yeah. interesting that's really lovely and you know conceptualizing the whole thing in the pencil i think that's quite interesting wow that's something which not everyone can think of so yes and uh, you had also worked for uh, you know uh, you had worked on the theme of uh, gandhi ji where you know you had come up with a right. series of it so i would love to know more about it so <clears throat> this exhibition was called uncamouflage and uh, yeah so that's one of the canvases it was yes. a collection of 150 canvases and uh, so These that's are the yeah. that's actually exhibited at yes so this is exhibited at mani bhavan right now lovely and it's still there after the lockdown yes wow. 150 uh, artworks so again here the idea started uh, with uh, me noticing that a uh, lot of youngsters are uh, wearing camouflage patterns yes either in the on their t-shirts or uh, you know pants or uh, even the bags yes shoes and this i started questioning uh, this uh, choice because i found that uh, even internationally um the fashion houses are also accepting camouflage almost like the black color like i mean with a slogan that camouflage is the new black yes. sort of a thing so you know you can easily use it and it blends with almost everything yes. sort of a thing and i was questioning this idea that how come you know uh beat a village or a metropolitan city like mumbai uh, the youth is wearing camouflage everywhere and uh, camouflage for me represents violence it's like a an expression of official violence okay. because it talks about war military and uh, so somehow you know when you are wearing so much camouflage uh, it somehow says that violence is in fashion you know in a in a subtle way okay uh so this particular exhibition was uh, 
designed it it started with this thought so it had it has 150 ca- uh, camouflage patterns wow which represent 150 countries so every country has its own camouflage pattern interesting uh and uh, so every canvas has a background which is a camouflage pattern of that particular country and that is overlapped with uh, an image of gandhi ji so basically official symbol of violence is overlapped with an official symbol of non violence or peace interesting. that is gandhi ji interesting and uh, yeah so this was supposed to be a traveling exhibition a uh, couple of con- uh, countries starting from germany lovely but because of the lockdown it will probably happen in the future i think now, it started uh, at the first wave i remember yes. i was yes. following your uh, camouflage um, series uh, while you were posting them on instagram and i think the first wave started immediately after that so i remember i remember that and i'm sure i'm going to be posting the pictures on instagram and i'll surely be editing this video where i'll be getting better pictures posted while cutting it short while you're talking about sure. it yeah so yeah. yes and the reason i've kept this as a live the reason being if anybody later on would want to ask any questions they can ask later on so yes sure sure so um i think uh, we have done uh, with the questions which i needed to ask you so i wanted to ask you do you have any advice for young artists and calligraphers I've never been a calligrapher yes. even though I've taken up some classes uh so I think uh, calligraphers like uh, uh you know Achyut Palav Achyut Palav yes and, uh, yes Santosh Shirsagar I think these two calligraphers have taken classes oh, with uh, um Oh, yes, yes. I think the last so, time when I had interviewed Bombay Lettering Company Sanjana Chetlani she said she had learned Devnagari from Achyut Palav itself. I think I should really uh, get in touch with uh, Ms Achyut Palav for an interview next. <laughs> yes. I think she did that. Yeah. And also <clears throat> but about Yes. No. So um I think these days advice is a difficult thing to give. because uh, youth today probably knows what they are up to <laughs> and what they want to do and i don't yeah i don't think they want to replicate the kind of life i have lived because i've lived in a particular era and uh, you know the technology is gone somewhere else the the ideals the values have uh, also kind of uh, shifted <clears throat> so i don't think it's the time to really uh, kind of give advice unless someone is really coming for advices but, but uh, i yeah. i think why not i think a lot of youth a lot of people uh, you know from younger generations they have come come to kala goda festival they've seen the exhibition and you know uh, with the artworks and installations which you create it is quite uh, inspiring i think the google um, installation which you have created having motherboard along with it i'm sure not many even though uh, not many people would be able to think about it you know so it's it's 
very different the conceptualizations are very different though even though it's a digital age i'm sure that something which you can see and something which you can touch is something which is very inspiring so i'm sure that True. yes a lot of youth do do really admire you yes also would you <laughs> also would you have something which uh, you can speak about the kumkum on paper you had created something which had kumkum on paper something like this which yes. you have created yeah so this is this is in fact my first series of artwork before this i had dabbled with uh, different ideas but never worked on a series but this was the first powerful series i think i have done lovely and this was uh, probably 15 years back 15 or 20 years back i think and the idea behind this uh, came from the thought i belong to a design school and being from a design school you are influenced by the western uh, design culture true and you also learn about the western designers when you are studying yes. so you don't really have a reference point being an indian you don't have a reference point of indian design as such uh, and uh, you know uh when i went to london i was looked upon as an indian art indian designer yes and they wanted to know what i can bring on table as an indian and that was a big question mark that i faced because uh, i think it was an embarrassing thing to talk about the western artists and designers in front of the westerners you know it's almost like uh, talking about a pizza or a pasta to an italian you can't talk about it <laughs> to them and so when i came back i was searching uh, and i thought you know i have to just look around my environment to come up with something interesting which is uh, indian yes and uh, so i remember clearly one day there was a puja happening mm-hmm. and the pandit ji poured water on a plate of kumkum the moment he poured water the, the kumkum went dark red and there was a particular aroma that it gave out and this experience kind of you know left a deep impact on my mind and i felt that kumkum was a so being a brahmin and we also stay inside of the compound of a temple yeah so very much connected with these rituals uh, uh of the temples and so kumkum i felt was kind of uh, deeply Uh, responding to uh, you know at, at a very um, uh, much more deeper level that i can explain but it was definitely doing something to me and that's why i said uh, let me experiment so this was a series that i've done uh, with kumkum and there is no brush used Lovely. it's just done with hands and different patterns which uh, somehow emerge as uh, you know with a spiritual sort of a Con- context lovely so these are these are probably the closest uh, you know uh, i have been to calligraphy i can say but there is there is no cut nail wow. or anything it's basically hand used as the the brush basically and interesting i had in fact much larger pieces starting from the fingertip to the hand to the, the entire arm and then wow uh, the, the entire body also i've used yeah wow wow 
So that's quite amazing. Uh, your artworks instigate a certain emotions. Okay, so uh, I can tell you that whenever you're speaking about your artwork, it's actually instigating an emotion within me as well, and I'm sure it's instigating certain emotions with the viewers here. So right now, uh, we have only seven minutes left since we started. Uh, it's going to be one hour at six thirty. So I would like to ask if the audience has any questions for you. I'll be happy to answer. Yes, I'm sure a lot of them are going to come up with questions. So we will wait. i think um, the video and um, it's not going parallel with the connection so okay our first question oh god there are a lot of questions one second suddenly how important is it to be conventional as well as use of technology in art sorry can you repeat the question for so, me so uh, the first it's question vertical and so sorry I think I'm going to read it from here. No, that's okay. That's okay. The video is playing yeah. on live on my phone as well. Um, how important is it to be conventional as well as use of technology in art? The best thing about art is, it's it's a uh, it's a pursuit towards freedom, unlike other professions. uh you are actually looking out for a kind of a freedom of expression so nothing is important i would say in art yes yes unless you make it so uh and that's the freedom that you enjoy being an artist which uh, other professions don't allow so that's a privilege of uh, the artist of uh, you know um working with freedom lovely having said that i think with with the technology that has come in uh i think technology has always been welcomed uh, by artists it is probably uh, the viewers that don't accept because uh, you know i i all i a lot of times i talk about uh, the art ancient art and the the, the carvings on the temple and uh, you know detailed carvings that you would find and no one does it now and there's a reason because you know no one does it because it's uh it doesn't excite anyone anymore it's done to death now there has been, there have been so many temples you know carved out and a uh, lot of times the viewer appreciate the labor put behind that work but as i said we we have left that age behind where the skill or the sweat or the labor which is put in is considered an art form i think art is much more subtle and much more finer than just the number of hours or the labor or the skill that you put in uh, carving a stone um so uh so i think we should uh, welcome the technology but at the same time the art shouldn't start and end with the technology itself 
if it becomes that then uh uh if there it if it, it's not backed by an idea then it becomes just sort of a uh craft i would not even a craft i would say it's 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 basically a a design element True. so there is a difference between art and design and so it becomes a design element basically so in using technology that's the only uh, sort of a red light that if it's becoming only a design element then uh, that's a red light true well but otherwise said. i think uh, you know it has to be lovely well said well said that's amazing our next question is how did you develop from interior designer to an artist so to be honest i've never practiced uh as a full fledged interior designer because early on i realized uh, that uh, i have uh, uh, much more uh, uh, i i lean more towards the art side and i have much more uh, finer sort of uh, uh, finer things to offer to the design world um so i could i could make out that you know i have a little different thought process which of course i can collaborate so i i used to collaborate with a lot of designers because i understand their world and my my solutions or Lovely. my artwork comes out from understanding where they are what they are up to so it kind of resonates with uh, you know their ideas as well interesting and i kind of found that as my niche because i understood the uh, the indie interior designers or an architects world very well so my father is, uh, is an architect uh, i studied interior design and then uh, you know I'm, i'm an artist by heart i understand branding so i thought i was the best person to get it all together and uh, you know address this kind of a gap that i saw lovely lovely so someone has asked what is coming up next amongst your series what's the next artwork which you are preparing uh there's a series of coins right now okay uh the exhibition is called iconic interesting so it's not iconic it's iconic <laughs> and uh, these are yeah these are basically illustrated in similar style and these are coins um uh, from my childhood so right from one paise coin to uh, the current uh, 10 rupee coin these are all coins illustrated in this kind of a fashion it's also a kind of documentation uh of these older coins because uh, i have felt them with my hands and uh, i think they are no more into circulation so you just see the images of these coins now interesting five paise coins and all so it's basically based on that and the memories associated with those coins lovely so that's one uh series okay so we In have fact, it's gone to the to yes. bitcoins also now interesting yeah so that older coins uh are probably going to end with a series of uh, cryptocurrencies lovely and these are also coins but they don't exist in the real world which is again a different fascinating thing about these coins lovely. so bitcoins and uh lit coins and other coins also that's really very interesting i think we are running out of time so i'll take the last question 
Uh, why art on ambassador? Even I'm intrigued. Why art on ambassador? Uh, two reasons. One is uh, uh, I had bought an ambassador. I couldn't drive, so I said better make it into an <laughs> art form for the Kalagoda festival that was approaching. So it was like a spontaneous decision I took in a day. Interesting. And uh, I continue. I've continued the series because uh, uh, it, it was experiment and consistency of using one particular medium. So I've used ambassador as my medium. to yes. sort of tell that story consistently so at Lovely. kala ghoda festivals you know i said the ambassador is uh, a medium that i use for years and let's see how long the series continues lovely lovely so i think and i love are... the ambassador car i'm sure we all love to <laughs> it's so, an iconic car if you get the pun right here yes from your series to your ambassador <laughs> and um, okay which is okay i'm going to take one last question i think we have 5 minutes more which is your favorite art out of all the work that you've done so ambassador car series is uh i think lal probably oh that's mine too because lal has become so you. popular and <laughs> yes Lal has been my favorite, but then when you're working on newer series, you know that's what excites you more, yeah. and you want to always, uh, you know, keep uh, doing better. True, 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 true. So working on a couple of new ideas also. Amazing, amazing. The next one. That's amazing, Hetal. I really wish I had you for more time, but we have only five minutes left for this interview, so I'll have to immediately conclude this interview sooner. But um, your interviews instigated a lot of emotions in me, and I'm sure it's instigated a lot of emotions with the audience, where you know a lot of them have engaged and have been very curious about your work. I have always been curious about your work years together when. I remember that I had come down to Kalagoda festival especially to see your ambassador the gadi with coins which a lot of people were raving about you know and that was quite exciting because that time the concept was very new and still your concepts are new every time you create every year the concepts are always new so you've made a niche for yourself so um all right so I'm going to conclude now before this video goes off so thank you so much hetal for being a part of my platform it has been an honor having you on my platform and um, guys i would really uh, if you all would like to see this interview i would request you all to follow god of onions on youtube as well as uh, my spotify channel which is god of onions to see this interview i'm sure this interview has beautifully gone which has instigated a lot of emotions in us and inspired us about art and our next interview is going to be with workshop dot inc which is based out of bangalore where they have a workspace for artists where you know you can actually create your own artworks and this is one of the first concepts in india so stay tuned guys for my next interview and um, i hope uh, you all enjoyed this interview and thank you so much guys to be a part of this interview on your busy day and busy schedule thank you so much hetal thank you so much everyone Hi, welcome back to the God of Onions. I am the host and creator of God of Onions, as well as the owner of House of Hiral, a brand that sells art and lifestyle products. 
In the previous episode, we had explored the journey of Sanjana Chethlani, also known as the founder of uh, Bombay Lettering Company. Sanjana is a well-known calligrapher, lettering artist, designer and entrepreneur. To check the interview, you all can head over to my Spotify channel called as God of Onions. So God of Onions is something which I've started in the month of April. It's very fresh, very new and I had started with interviewing Paul Antonio where he's a well-renowned calligrapher based out of London where he writes for the Queen of England himself. And today we have with us Hetal Shukla, a well-known interior designer turned artist, also known for his unique contemporary installations. He has exhibited in places such as Kala Goda Art Festival, Institute of Social Science at Hague, Netherlands and has also worked for clients such as Gale India, Google, Red Bull, Aditya Birla, Garware and many more. So I'm going to be adding Hetal Shukla to um, this live guys. Thank you so much for coming back. I see the same crowd who had uh, joined the last time. I'm going to add Hetal right away. Welcome Hetal, welcome to the God of Onions um, episode 3 and uh, we are honoured to have you at our platform and I think I'm going to start asking you questions and followed by I would love to ask uh, about the painting which is behind you later and in the end. So my first question for you is that how do you define yourself and your art? So, <clears throat> uh, I belong to the category of artists uh, who call themselves conceptual artists. And uh, the reason being, I think, uh, gone are the days when uh, only um, a particular skill was considered as an art form. I think we are into an era where uh, there's a lot of automation and we've evolved into newer mediums, uh, uh, you know, computing and stuff like that. So uh, the idea or the ideation is actually where the art lies now uh, than the, the skill part of it. True. And so I really believe that uh, the big idea actually becomes the art. And so uh, conceptual art is what I consider myself uh, that I belong to. Lovely. For example, the, the Lal Gari that we were talking about. Uh, yeah. So this car was called Lal and it was exhibited at Kala Goda Festival. And uh, this car is completely covered with kumkum. It's not red color. It is kumkum. This was actually inspired by a news item. It's, it's yeah. It's based on uh, the story behind uh, uh, our... Um, uh, late Prime Minister Lal Badur Shastri. When Shastriji was uh, a Prime Minister, he had bought a car on loan. And uh, he had to... Uh, so after his death, his wife repaid the entire loan, uh, facing hardships, but she uh, kept her husband's word. And uh, that's what this... The, the commitment to her husband's word is what this car is dedicated to. And so it's covered with kumkum, which is kumkum being a symbol of uh, the bond between uh, husband and wife. The husband and the wife. Uh, and also kumkum happens to be red. And 
that connects with uh, lal bahadur so uh, by conceptual art i mean you know there is a kind of a, a a concept a story sort of a storytelling behind the art installation and that's what is my sort of a favorite uh, style of illustrating an idea lovely so i also have a, a write up i also have a write up on my artwork every time yes um my commitment is to communicate the idea so clearly that uh, it has a wider range of audience uh an artist an intellectual who wants to appreciate finer parts of uh, the artwork can also engage himself and even uh, uh, i mean i also include a roadside vendor who's just passing by and he also can connect to it you know if he pays a little bit of attention Uh, so that's what my uh, effort is always wow wow i think all of us yeah. can connect with your art already so yes that's true and i think i had met you the first time when you had actually showcased the lal gadi itself so yes right i remember yeah. <laughs> so my next question where do you draw your inspiration from uh i think inspiration is everywhere but usually uh something which impacts me deeply uh finally becomes the artwork so it's not always that i start with an idea of making an artwork <clears throat> but uh something that sticks to your mind for a longer time a thought that's lingering for many days you know finally becomes an expression uh in the form of artwork i feel those stories are worth telling uh rather than conceptually talking i think i'll give an give an example there's a there's a green colored car yes. there this was was also put up at yeah 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 that's good enough so this particular car is half covered with green grass and the other half is uh the military camouflage <clears throat> now uh the idea behind this car uh, it's called nationalist yes. or naturalist lovely now this the idea behind this car originated in kashmir so i was on a vacation uh and this was summer in kashmir so the the entire landscape was green mm-hmm. and we were kind of moving around kashmir in a cab and i remember this one day I was just admiring the green. There's a there's a particular very soothing and a, a blissful green color that you see uh, the uh, on the the mountains and the lawns there. So I was admiring this green, and uh, uh, suddenly it was the, the 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 feeling, the the divine feeling of the natural green was in. It was suddenly interrupted by uh, a presence of a military van inside of that landscape. and i was it was kind of a jerk that i felt and i continued uh, seeing the landscape again and it so happened that at every 5 uh, minute you either see a, a soldier uh, you know kind of uh, standing or a military van there so this the the camouflage pattern was uh, regularly interrupting the soothing landscape and there was a kind of a flux happening in my mind of uh, you know the the 
the military fabric uh, reminds you of the feeling of war and killing and stuff like that so it's kind of it, it's a disturbing sight so it was a kind of a flux between the serene landscape and uh, the disturbing camouflage happening there and that uh, really inspired this piece and so i wrote a poem called green wow. on it uh, so there are two kinds of green showing here one is the natural green that's yeah. the grass and the other is uh, the man made green which is the military green and it it questions the idea of war here uh you know lovely so and uh, being a being a nationalist is a good thing but uh, this actually questions you know should i be a nationalist which is uh, if i'm being a nationalist i'm obviously against some other uh, country as well so uh, or i should i be nationalist and consider whole the whole world, world yes. my true 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 country so it's that sort Would of a thought like process so uh, yeah i think that will okay. be great because i don't <laughs> remember it uh, off hand but yeah i think that will be great if I you can do that i think a lot of people Please. are saying lovely and amazing with your concepts with the ambassadors so i'm going to read the poem uh, for the you know green uh, yes so uh, the name of the poem or the name of the artwork is nationalist or naturalist it's a green poem this time this green color makes me think two shades of the same color there is a landscape green and then there is military green one is natural the other is man made one connects us to the serene beauty the other to a war this green color makes me think can we win a war by killing our own species we dream of a world beautiful seamless and lush green but divide it with a military should i be a nationalist or a naturalist it surely makes me think so this is what the artwork is that was lovely and fortunately you know the the theme for the entire event of kalagora that particular year was also green and it kind of all fell into the place Uh, so with art you know it's not always planned but you see these bits and pieces of miracle happening along the journey of art and that's what makes it exciting you know you think of it in kashmir you come back you write it down you make it into an artwork and you suddenly realize wow. that the theme that year is green and you know it kind of all falls in place i think the same thing so, yeah. these connect always yes, yes i agree so i think i'll start with my third question uh your sure. artwork is unique as the one which we saw in the previous uh, you know um the lush green the nationalist and naturalist how execute these right. ideas i think you have almost answered it but do you have some more where how you execute them <clears throat> so uh, for me uh it's not always a spontaneous uh sort of a spontaneous effort like you have a blank canvas and you start yes. on it it's not always that it does happen but it happens in the canvas of my mind first Lovely. and uh, then it is executed so uh, you know all the um, sort of uh, inhibitions and uh, uh, the confidence and 
all those complex emotions actually happen in the mind first about an idea true uh, and i think uh, the canvas of mind is a very very uh, delicate space because uh, while you are thinking of something and someone just uh, calls for your attention and the entire castle of thought can break there and then you can't even find uh, the brick that you true, were working true. on so <clears throat> uh you know so i would say this the process is quite uh, complex uh but it's very exciting because uh, uh as you see i always write down uh, uh explaining my artwork so i also look for the right words to hit the right note but my artwork always starts with a feeling and uh, so if i'm excited about an idea or a feeling then i have to go uh, deeper into that feeling and try and uh, sort of uh, deconstruct that uh uh feeling or the emotion uh to see where the spark of inspiration lies and being an artist i think it's a responsibility of the artist to uh give it in a pure form the inspiration that that has excited you to give it in the pure form to the world and that's where the the work wow. lies you know so it's a very um yeah so it's a very um uh, delicate work and um, lot of uh, back and forth of words thoughts and uh, coming together of the idea and after that is done it comes in the physical form in my case it could be an ambassador car or any other medium that uh, loves the uh, whole idea so i would like to show one artwork uh, it's called the sky yes. project uh, just as an example uh, in fact i was trying to Yeah, if you can blow it up uh, and show, you know the which one, which part of it? And there's also my imagery from here, yeah. the start, the top, the top part where you no, no, the, on the left, this side. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so this is uh, this is an installation in a gallery. The picture is quite old. It was uh, this installation was done in two thousand five, I think. Yeah, two thousand five, and. Uh, it's uh, it's a long pipe placed in a gallery and the figure that you see is uh, me standing uh, close to the pipe looking into the pipe so this project this right, yeah. uh, installation was called uh, yes this was called the sky project and uh, the the idea behind this started uh, with um, so we live we live on the first floor i i stay in a very old uh, more than probably 120 year old building and in 2005 till 2005 i remember i would get the sunlight directly in my balcony and then for some project i went to um, delhi probably for two or three months and when i returned i saw there was a huge building standing right in front of my uh, old you know one story kind of a uh, old building and this was like a gigantic structure blocking the entire uh sun sky and uh, i mean i was just shocked to see this gigantic structure right in front of my house uh i didn't like it and uh, the, again the feeling kept uh, lingering in my mind and it became an art installation so this exhibition was put up at a gallery in pune Uh, it was called the Vaishvik Art Gallery, 
And so what I have here is uh, it's a 75 feet long pipe. It's almost a one foot diameter pipe that is placed inside a gallery. So basically the experience was like you walk into the gallery, there was smoke at the foot level from the smoke machine. You go inside, you find this pipe staring at you. You look into the pipe and you see the sky. So the 75 feet long pipe was actually uh, you know, traveling up till the terrace of the gallery. And this pipe had mirrors in, uh, on the joints, almost like a periscope. So these mirrors actually reflected the live sky from the uh, terrace. And it was bringing the sky down. So the whole idea was uh, just like a futuristic thought that there will be a time when you uh, the, won't be able to see the sky. And uh, this is kind of a device to actually get a glimpse of sky, live sky. So it's kind of a satirical uh, take on this whole thing of, uh, uh, you know, development of the cities. Uh, so it's kind of a reaction. Yeah. Wow. So just wanted to share this idea. Lovely, lovely. That's an amazing concept. I really, I mean, it's beautiful. It's, it's very, uh, you know, that's something which also creates awareness among, amongst us as well. And I think your artwork instigates a certain emotions in us while you also write them. So I think that's beautifully uh, the message conveyed. Yes. So uh, my next question uh, to you is, do you um, often stay away from your original ideas and create a different outcome or stick to a plan? Uh, it works both ways. Uh, but since I said I work with a concept, uh, there is definitely some uh, spark of inspiration that has actually uh, that has actually uh, given you the energy to start off in first place. True, yeah. That idea basically remains the same. Uh, you just go deep down into that spark of inspiration and understand it. Because as much as you are excited about it, you also want to share it with the world. And to share it with the world, again, is a responsible thing. You need to get it into the world's the words have to fit in right for you to communicate or even the object or the artwork has to uh, strike the right note in the viewer's mind. True. You know, I'm really, I'm really inspired by Jeff Koons actually. So Jeff Koons was once asked, why do you do so much of detailing in your work when you know, the, 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 the sculpture is so big and no one is going to go on top of the sculpture and check it out. He says, I really respect the viewer. He says, it's in the respect of the viewer that I work so much. And that's exactly what I believe in my work as well. That an idea has to be, uh, you know, communicated in a way that he, the, the viewer also gets the same spark of inspiration that has actually ignited me. So uh, that's how it goes. Amazing, amazing. That's truly amazing. Wow. So I think uh, I'll go to my next question. How do you convey emotions through your art? So uh, when we talk about emotions, I, I, I would say I kind of rely on uh, 
the indian aesthetic um, theory of navrasas so there are nine different emotions navrasas defined already in our culture yes so these uh, navrasas basically are a kind of a clear pathway for you to define <clears throat> this theory of navrasas helps you define the uh the emotion behind an art form yes and so in the beginning itself uh you know i know the kind of note that i want to hit in the the viewer's mind you know someone who's who's going to experience that art form uh and uh, so the emotion connected with uh the art form is already defined so it could be something uh, triggering sadness or you know uh, happiness or it's an inspirational thing or so you define that in the beginning itself and that can become the uh, the the thread or the guideline to actually complete the artwork because uh, it's a very messy sort of a uh, it's a messy mm, it's a messy mind True. that True. works on this idea the right there's so many yes. so many things going yeah. on so defining defining the emotion right in the beginning helps you to put the right things in right place right words and uh, you know to create the right emotion and you know what you want to let go of because ideas come with lot of thoughts so you can let go of some of the thoughts and stick to that to make it crisp and i think that's how the emotion can be uh, defined and then finally uh you know it's exhibited in the art lovely i think that's beautifully said and i think that's something which i never knew of uh, and a lot of us would have not known of and i think we've learned a lot from that itself very interesting okay. yes so my next question is uh, how did you develop your art uh there was no planned way so uh i passed out from the school of interior design yes and uh, this was in yeah and this was in uh, 1996 so more than 20 i think almost 25 years plus wow. i'm very sensitive to the spaces studying interior design and i was leaning more towards the art so i decided uh Uh, working on uh, you know art for specific interior spaces um site specific art as you might call it uh so kept doing that and then um so like i said i'm i'm a blend of uh you know like a pure art as an expression and as well as uh, uh, uh there's a there's a commercial angle to my work as yeah. well so i work with uh you know companies like google and uh, you know a lot of these are the uh, corporate companies Lovely. uh because i believe uh, uh you know if y- your your thought process can start yeah so i uh uh-huh. if you have the yes, image yes i have the image it, so that's, this is something which uh, you have created for google yeah so that's a google image yeah and the second image that you see yeah it's actually a world map i'm so sorry that i did for google earth yeah. and maps 
update let me try so that was done for uh, google earth and maps is this more visible yeah yeah it is, it is. Yeah. so i'll make it clear explaining it so this was done for google earth and maps and here the uh, so this was the first office of google earth and maps in india oh wow and here the idea was marrying yeah the idea was to marry two different thoughts one is the the earth and the map and the the technology that google had got in so uh, i've also used material and the medium that talks for itself so for example i've used uh, the motherboards to create the world map so mother a collection of motherboards yeah the cluster of motherboards actually looks like an aerial view of a city if you look at it closely and uh, it, it is finally forming a map so it was basically marrying these two ideas of technology as well as earth and maps uh, in fact at google we also went on to name each wall this is one of them so this particular wall was named as uh, mother earth meets motherboard interesting so it's kind of a sort of a conceptual story lovely. coming together lovely yeah and you have worked for many other companies as well so you have also worked you've done burj khalifa for uh, one of the companies would you uh, for arcades right i'm sorry about the pronunciation no. i hope it's right sarkadis i'm so sorry <clears throat> so um, no that's fine yeah so i would love to show that artwork while you describe the philosophy of it yeah show them the the reception yes. first the other one so <clears throat> this uh, is a company called uh, arcades and uh, i had worked in collaboration with team one architects on this project arcades happens to be one of the the biggest structural engineering companies of the world and they have worked on iconic structures like burj khalifa and here the idea was to uh, exhibit that plant the tallest structure on the planet that they have designed in the reception area so uh again there was a lot of brainstorming happening and i remember you know this one afternoon i was sitting with the uh the project manager there and they are all engineers so he was sitting on a table and uh, he was just doodling around with a pencil it was of course this sort of an orange colored pencil and uh, that's where this whole idea came from so uh, pencil is where pencil sketch is where the entire idea starts from so pencil is taken as a a kind of a base of the idea and what you see on the tip of the installation is actually a a, a to the scale 3d printed burj khalifa oh lovely so the tip of the pencil yeah and actually on site how it happens is the the pencil comes down from the ceiling and on the base there is a mirror so when you are approaching that pencil you know it looks like a ha huh, it looks like a interesting piece when you are approaching the pencil uh, the inverted burj khalifa reflection actually starts emerging in the mirror with the clouds around so yeah you play around with these ideas again you know conceptually wow that's you go with the company that's very yeah. interesting that's really lovely
and you know conceptualizing the whole thing in the pencil i think that's quite interesting <laughs> wow that's something which not everyone can think of so yes and uh, you had also worked for uh, you know uh, you had worked on the theme of uh, gandhi ji where you know you had come up with a series of it so i would love to know more about it so <clears throat> this exhibition was called uncamouflage and uh, yeah so that's one of the canvases it was yeah. a collection of 150 canvases and uh, so these that's, are the collections that's actually exhibited at yes so this is exhibited at mani bhavan right now lovely and it's still there after the lockdown yes wow. 150 uh, artworks so again here the idea started uh, with uh, me noticing that a uh, lot of youngsters are uh, wearing camouflage patterns yes either in the on their t-shirts or uh, you know pants or uh, even the bags yes shoes and this i started questioning uh, this uh, choice because i found that uh, even internationally um the fashion houses are also accepting camouflage almost like the black color like i mean with a slogan that camouflage is the new black sort yes. of a thing so you know you can easily use it and it blends with almost everything yes. sort of a thing and i was questioning this idea that how come you know uh, be it a village or a metropolitan city like mumbai uh, the youth is wearing camouflage everywhere and uh, camouflage for me represents violence it's like a, an expression of official violence okay. because it talks about war military and uh, so somehow you know when you are wearing so much camouflage uh, it somehow says that violence is in fashion you know in a in a subtle way okay uh so this particular exhibition was uh, designed it it started with this thought so it had it has 150 ca- uh, camouflage patterns wow which represent 150 countries so every country has its own camouflage pattern interesting uh and uh, so every canvas has a background which is a camouflage pattern of that particular country and that is overlapped with uh, an image of gandhi ji so basically official symbol of violence is overlapped with an official symbol of non violence or peace that is gandhi ji interesting and uh, yeah so this was supposed to be a traveling exhibition a uh, couple of con- uh, countries starting from germany lovely but because of the lockdown it will probably happen in the future it's now i think now, it started uh, during the first home. wave i remember yes. i was yes. following your uh, camouflage um, series uh, while you were posting them on instagram and i think the first wave started immediately after that so i remember i remember that and i'm sure i'm going to be posting the pictures on instagram and i'll surely be editing this video where i'll be getting better pictures posted while cutting it short while you're talking about sure. it yeah so yeah. yes and the reason i've kept this as a live the reason being if anybody later on would want to ask any questions they can ask later on so yes 
Sure. So um I think uh, we have done uh, with the questions which I needed to ask you so I wanted to ask you do you have any advice for young artists and calligraphers I've never been a calligrapher yes. even though I've taken up some classes uh so I think uh, calligraphers like uh, uh Achut Palav. Achut Palav, yes. And, uh, yes. Santosh Irsagar. I think these two calligraphers have taken classes oh, with uh, uh, Achut oh, Palav. Yes, yes. I think the last so, time when I had interviewed Bombay Lettering Company, Sanjana Chetlani, she said she had learned Devnagari from Achut Palav itself. I think I should really uh, get in touch with uh, Ms. Achut Palav for an interview next. <laughs> yes. I think she'll do that, yeah. and also but about yes no so um i think these days advice is a difficult thing to give because uh, youth today probably knows what they are up to <laughs> and what they want to do and i don't yeah i don't think they want to replicate the kind of life i have lived because i have lived in a particular era and uh, you know the technology is gone somewhere else the the ideals the values have uh also kind of uh, shifted <clears throat> so i don't think it's the time to really uh <laughs> kind of give advice unless someone is really coming for advices but, but um, i yeah. i think why not i think a lot of youth a lot of people uh you know from younger generations they have come come to kala goda festival they've seen the exhibition and you know uh, with the artworks and installations which you create it is quite uh, inspiring i think the google um, installation which you have created having motherboard along with it i'm sure not many even though uh, not many people would be able to think about it you know so it's it's very different the conceptualizations are very different though even though it's a digital age i'm sure that something which you can see and something which you can touch is something which is very inspiring so i'm sure that sure. yes a lot of youth do do really admire you yes also would you <laughs> also would you have something which uh, you can speak about the kumkum on paper you had created something which had kumkum on paper something like this which yes. you have created yeah so this is this is in fact my first series of artwork before this i had dabbled with uh, different ideas but never worked on a series but this was the first powerful series i think i have done lovely and this was uh, probably 15 years back 15 or 20 years back i think and the idea behind this uh came from the thought i belong to a design school and being from a design school you are influenced by the western uh design culture true and you also learn about the western designers when you're studying yes. so you don't really have a reference point being an indian you don't have a reference point of indian design as such uh, and uh, you know uh when i went to london i was looked upon as an indian art or indian designer 
Yes. And they wanted to know what I can bring on table as an Indian. And that was a big question mark that I faced because uh, I think it was an embarrassing thing to talk about the Western artists and designers in front of the Westerners. You know, it's almost like uh, talking about a pizza or a pasta to an Italian. You can't talk about it <laughs> to them. And so when I came back, I was searching, uh, and I thought, you know, I have to just look around my environment to come up with something interesting, which is uh, Indian. Yeah. and uh, so i remember clearly one day there was a puja happening mm-hmm. and the pandit ji poured water on a plate of kumkum the moment he poured water the, the kumkum went dark red and there was a particular aroma that it gave out and this experience kind of you know left a deep impact on my mind and i felt that kumkum was a, so being a brahmin and we also stay inside of the compound of a temple yeah so very much connected with these rituals uh, uh, of the temples and so kumkum i felt was kind of uh, deeply uh, responding to uh, you know at, at a very um, uh, much more deeper level that i can explain but it was definitely doing something to me and that's why i said uh, let me experiment so this was a series that i have done uh, with kumkum and there is no brush used Lovely. it's just done with hands and different patterns which uh, somehow emerge as uh, you know with a spiritual sort of a Con- context Lovely. so these are these are probably the closest uh, you know uh, i've been to calligraphy i can say but there is there is no cut wow. or anything it's basically hand used as the the brush basically and i had in fact much larger pieces starting from the fingertip to the hand to the the entire arm and then wow uh, the the entire body also i've used yeah wow wow so that's quite amazing uh, your artworks instigate a certain emotions okay so uh, i can tell you that whenever you're speaking about your artwork is actually instigating an emotion within me as well and i'm sure it's instigating certain emotions with the viewers here so right now uh, we have only 7 minutes left since we started uh, it's going to be 1 hour at 6:30 so i would like to ask if the audience has any questions for you i'll be happy to answer yes I'm sure a lot of them are going to come up with questions so we will wait. I think uh, the video and uh, it's not going parallel with the connection. So okay our first question oh god there are a lot of questions one second suddenly how important is it to be conventional as well as use of technology in art Sorry can you repeat the question for so, me So the first it's question vertical and So sorry I think I'm going to read it from here No that's okay that's okay The video is playing yeah. on live on my phone as well Um how important is it to be conventional as well as use of technology in art 
the best thing about art is it's it's a uh, it's a pursuit towards freedom unlike other professions uh, you are actually looking out for a kind of a freedom of expression so nothing is important i would say in art yes yeah unless you make it so uh, and that's the freedom that you enjoy being an artist which uh, other professions don't allow so that's a privilege of uh, the artist of uh, you know um working with freedom lovely having said that i think with with the technology that has come in uh i think technology has always been welcomed uh, by artists it is probably uh the viewers that don't accept because uh, you know i i all i a lot of times i talk about uh, the art ancient art and the, the the carvings on the temple and uh, you know detailed carvings that you would find and no one does it now and there's a reason because uh, you know no one does it because it's uh it doesn't excite anyone anymore it's done to death now there has been there have been so many temples you know carved out and a uh, lot of times the viewer appreciate the labor put behind that work but as i said we we have left that age behind where the skill or the sweat or the labor which is put in is considered an art form i think art is much more subtle and much more finer than just the number of hours or the labor or the skill that you put in uh, carving a stone um so uh so i think we should uh, welcome the technology but at the same time the art shouldn't start and end with the technology itself if it becomes that then uh uh if there it if it it's not backed by an idea then it becomes just sort of a uh craft i would not even a craft i would say it's 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 basically a a design element True. so there is a difference between art and design and so it becomes a design element basically so in using technology that's the only uh sort of a red light that if it's becoming only a design element then uh, that's a red light true well but otherwise said. i think uh, it has to be lovely well said well said that's amazing our next question is how did you develop from interior designer to an artist so to be honest i have never practiced uh, as a full fledged interior designer because early on i realized uh, that uh, i have uh, uh, much more uh, uh, i i lean more towards the art side and i have much more uh, finer sort of uh, uh, finer things to offer to the design world um so i could i could make out that you know i have a little different thought process which of course i can collaborate so i i used to collaborate with a lot of designers because i understand their world and my my solutions or Lovely. my artwork comes out from understanding where they are 
what they are up to so it kind of resonates with uh, you know their ideas as well interesting and i kind of found that as my niche because i understood the uh, the interior designers or an architects world very well so my father is, uh, is an architect uh, i studied interior design and then uh, you know I'm, i'm an artist by heart i understand branding so i thought i was the best person to get it all together and uh, you know address this kind of a gap that i saw lovely lovely so someone has asked what is coming up next amongst your series what's the next artwork which you are preparing uh there's a series of coins right now okay uh, the exhibition is called iconic interesting so it's not iconic it's iconic <laughs> and uh, these are yeah these are basically illustrated in similar style and these are coins um uh, from my childhood so right from one paise coin to uh, the current uh, 10 rupee coin these are all coins illustrated in this kind of a fashion it's also a kind of documentation uh of these older coins because uh, i have felt them with my hands and uh, i think they are no more into circulation so you just see the images of these coins now interesting five paise coins and all so it's basically based on that and the memories associated with those coins lovely so that's one uh series i'm working okay so we In have fact, it's gone to one. the to yeah. bitcoins also now interesting yeah so that older coins uh are probably going to end with a series of uh, cryptocurrencies lovely and these are also coins but they don't exist in the real world which is again a different fascinating thing about these coins lovely. so bitcoins and uh lit coins and other coins also that's really very interesting i think we are running out of time so i'll take the last question uh why art on ambassador even i am intrigued why art on ambassador uh two reasons one is uh, uh i had bought an ambassador i couldn't drive so i said better make it into <laughs> an art form for the kalagoda festival that was approaching so it was like a spontaneous decision i took in a day interesting and uh, i continue i've continued this series because uh, uh your voice it, it was experiment in consistency of using one particular medium so i've used ambassador as my medium to yes. sort of tell that story consistently so at kala ghoda festivals you know i said the ambassador is uh, a medium that i use for years and let's see how long the series continues lovely lovely so i think and i love are, the ambassador car i'm sure we all love to <laughs> it's so, an iconic car if you get the pun right here yes from your series to your ambassador <laughs> yes and um, okay which is okay i'm going to take one last question i think we have 5 minutes more which is your favorite art out of all the work that you've done so ambassador car series is uh i think lal probably oh that's mine too because lal has become so you. popular and <laughs> yes yeah so lal has been my favorite but then when you're working on newer series you know that's what excites you more yeah. and you want to always uh, you know keep uh, 
doing better true 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 working on couple of new ideas also amazing amazing the next one that's amazing hetal i really wish i had you for more time but we have only 5 minutes left for this interview so i'll have to immediately conclude this interview sooner but um, your interviews instigated a lot of emotions in me and i'm sure it's instigated a lot of emotions with the audience where you know a lot of them have engaged and have been very curious about your work i have always been curious about your work years together when I remember that I had come down to Kalagoda festival especially to see your ambassador the gadi with coins which a lot of people were raving about you know and that was quite exciting because that time the concept was very new and still your concepts are new every time you create every year the concepts are always new so you've made a niche for yourself so um all right so I'm going to conclude now before this video goes off So thank you so much Hetal for being a part of my platform it has been an honor having you on my platform and um, guys i would really uh, if you all would like to see this interview i would request you all to follow god of onions on youtube as well as uh, my spotify channel which is god of onions to see this interview i'm sure this interview has beautifully gone which has instigated a lot of emotions in us and inspired us about art I hope uh, you all enjoyed this interview and thank you so much guys to be a part of this interview on your busy day and busy schedule. Thank you so much Hetal. Thank you so much everyone. Thank you.